Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our video feed, 94WIP, our YouTube page. Check it out there. Subscribe. Ton of content between what's going on on the air on WIP, the Clap Your Hands guys with Jack and Elliot, of course, High Hopes with Jack and James, and James and Elliot with Gober. It's all those three guys with two po- three podcasts. I get their names mixed up and, and switch them all around, but you know what I'm talking about. Check it out. And of course, WIP Daily there, Daily there with myself and Tucker Bagley. All right, today I want to jump into something that's been, I think, on all of our minds for a very, very long time, but certainly here at WIP lately, more on the minds as we get ready to get into the Phillies offseason. A lot of rumors out there. We talked about yesterday, shake up or keep this thing together. And how the Phillies go about this and who they go after and who is the upgrade and how they take this team from where they are right now to go and try to become World Series champions. And there's a lot of different ways they go. They could tweak. They could overhaul. They could go for big names. They could go for smaller names. But the more I think about this, the more I I truly believe it is time for the Phillies to dive headfirst and to take a risk that is worth taking. And it is a risk, and I'll go over why. But I am officially on board, and I'm officially ready to go get my my fishing pole and get out there and do some trout fishing. I'm in. I'm in on the idea of the Phillies trying to get Mike Trout from the from the Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. See, I mean, the team name he's with, they're the California Angels or the Anaheim Angels. That's what they were when I was a kid. The California Angels. It's time. It's time to go get Mike Trout. I believe this is the right moment in the Phillies' trajectory. It's the right moment for. Mike Trout, it's the right moment for baseball to bring Mike Trout home, to get him to waive the no-trade clause, and to get him out of Los Angeles, bring him to Philadelphia, let him be the missing piece on this team, on a team that has really been assembled through risk. That's been the Phillies' MO. They've taken a lot of risks, and they've built a good team, but they're a missing piece. They're a player away. They're a guy away. They're a certain type of player away from having a great baseball team. All right, let me lay it out. Let's go through all of the situations here and all the different elements to this. So Mike Trout is right now a still a tremendous baseball player, although not at the level in this moment that he was, let's say, five, six, seven years ago. I think we all could acknowledge that. Mike Trout at one point, you know, you watched him and you said, this is one of the you know five to ten greatest baseball players we may ever see and maybe in the history of the game. That's how great Mike Trout was. He's not that right now. He has slipped a little bit. A little bit. But I will say this. His slippage is still still a remarkable baseball player. I, I think the slippage, if you want to kind of point to when it began, began, I think you could say, you know, with fairness, it started to begin, I would say, about 2020. Okay, let's just go to that year. 2020 to the last four years. And obviously that first year was a pandemic season. Since then, he is hitting 283. With a 384 on base percentage and a 584 slugging. That's a 968 OPS. That is a 163 OPS since 2020. Just to put that in perspective, just to put it in perspective at what he's been, and that's that's in my opinion when the slippage kind of began, when he went from clearly 1000 percent the best player in baseball to now in the conversation among the best players of baseball. In that same span, Bryce Harper has 
a less or a worse OPS and adjusted OPS. And we know how great Bryce Harper's been. He's won an MVP in that span. He's become an all-time Philly in that span. Mike Trout in his slippage has been better than Bryce Harper at his best as a Philly. That's how amazing Mike Trout is. Bryce Harper's hit 87 home runs in this span. Mike Trout, even though he's missed a lot of games, has hit 83 home runs in this span. That's how amazing Mike Trout was and still is. I believe at this stage of Mike Trout's career... He could still be one of the 10 best players of baseball. I believe at this point now, it'd be best for him and wherever he goes next, whether it's stay in Anaheim or, or come here to the Phillies, to move to left field. I think he'll be closer to a star left fielder than he will be a star center fielder. I think left field at Citizens Bank Park could give him a little bit of a reprieve from playing the bigger field, and it's just an easier field to play. We've seen Reese Hoskins play left field here. We've seen Kyle Schwarber play left field here. You know, we've seen some butchers in left field in, in, in Philadelphia. Hey, Pat Burrow played left field here. We, Mike Trout, as he moves into his early 30s and mid-30s, can easily play left field at a very high level here. And we're talking about a guy that has four different 1,000 OPS seasons on the books. A 999 another year, 991 another year, 991 another year. I mean, he's just close to like six of those. He is an incredible baseball player. Now, I understand the injury factor has been gigantic. He has played, he has not played 150 games in a season since 2016. It was 114 in 2017. It was 140 in 2018. It was 134 in 2019. I did play 53 out of 60 in 2020. That was the pandemic season. So let's not, let's not get caught up in the 53. Then it was 36. That was basically a lost year. It was 119. And then it was 82. So of all of them, the one that concerns me the least was last year. He broke a hammock bone on a swing. It just happens. It happens to young players. It happens to older players. It's when you swing and a little bone in your hand just breaks. For really, almost for no reason. It's just the awkwardness of the swing. It happens. He tried to come back last year before the as the Angels or before they completely fell apart. I think he rushed coming back and then he kind of retweaked it. I believe last year, with all his injuries, was the most fluky the least concerning moving forward, and it did cost him a significant amount of games, and he was in a weird little slump when he got injured, and it, it kind of took his season numbers to the worst we've ever seen. But I don't believe that's who he is. He's just a year removed from a 999 OPS, a 176 adjusted OPS. He was still effectively Mike Trout a year ago. He had 40 home runs in 119 games just you know, one or, I guess, two seasons ago. We're not far removed from that. So now the back issues he's had, that concerns me. You know, he's had a calf. Uh, you know, that's a little bit concerning, but it's a muscle thing. I don't think that's a, a, a huge thing moving forward. He, you know, he had a injury on the base pats back in, tw- in 2017. It's been little things here and there. A lot of this reminds me of Ken Griffey Jr. when he hit a wall. It was little different things. They added up. Though Griffey started to bounce back and played a little bit more as his, you know, he got into his 30s and he, he was in Cincinnati. If I felt that Mike Trout was on a physical decline, you know I would tell you, the way I talk about Trey Turner, that I just think he's in decline as a player. I don't believe that about Mike Trout. I really don't. I believe he's been snake-bitten. I believe he's had some poor luck. And I believe it's it's obviously halted the trajectory he was on, which was one of the greatest of all time. He's still going to end up one of the greatest players of all time. But I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. I think there's still great baseball. Not good baseball. There's still great baseball left in Mike Trout. And... If you bring him to Philadelphia, you put him in this environment, I think he'd be rejuvenated to get into a place where he can win, where he can actually be in the postseason. And he could be a guy 
that is the missing piece to this team. And I'll, I'll frame it like this. I think he could be a hedge on Trey Turner. And what I mean by that is the Phillies signed Trey Turner because I think they knew they needed one more star player. I think they miscalculated Trey, his career, where he's going, his position, all that. And I think he's just going to be a, a, a pretty good player in, in in totality for the Phillies. Not a great player, not worth the money. I think they missed on Trey Turner. I'm willing to take another risk to fill the hole they knew they had last year, which is another star. Because they do need that. They do need that in between Schwarber and in between Harper. They knew need one more guy. It's not Castellanos. We'll see if he sticks around. I don't think Bohm's that kind of level of player. I think Stott's more of a complimentary player. Real Muto, at his age, at the catching position, it, you can't expect that kind of offense. They need one more guy. And I'm willing to take another risk to hedge my bet and to hope one of Turner or, or Trout, as the next few years go on, hold that level of play. My guess is it's going to be Mike Trout, health permitting. And when you look at Mike Trout, and the reason why I'm still bullish on him, you look at his StatCast page over at MLB, uh, you know, baseball savant, it's still littered with him in the top 10% of baseball in, in almost everything. Last year is expected weighted on base percentage, 95th percentile. Expected slugging percentage, 92nd percentile. Average exit velocity, 89th percentile. Barrel percentage, 95th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 95th percentile. His chase percentage, I'll get to that in a second because he does something that this team lacks, 92 percentile. Walk percentage, 88th percentile. He's still running at a 96th percentile. He has not lost his speed. His range, still at an 84th percentile. You move him from center to left, now we're cooking with gas here. Arm strength, still a 75th percentile. Okay, last year, he was still top 8 percentage of the league in exit velocity and expected slugging, expected on base, hard hit percentage. I mean, he really still was a very, very impactful offensive player. He just was cut short by a weird injury in his wrist. I actually look at this as a buy low for the Phillies. You know, Mike Trout at this point, because of the contract, what's left, and let's just clarify that, we got seven years on this thing left at about 37-ish per year. That's what's left on Mike Trout's contract. So it's enormous, but it's not as long or as bad as, let's say, the Trey Turner contract could be or some of these other ones that have been signed in recent years like you know, uh, Bogarts, you know, going 11 years and all that crazy, crazy stuff. So from 2024 to through 2030, seven more years at 37.1 million per year. This could go one or two ways. I mean, the Phillies could just take the contract and really if you take Reese off the books and you take... Maybe, uh, you know, Nola's likely going to go. Um, you know, Castellanos could be traded. I mean, they could fit $37 million in for a player of Mike Trout's ilk without much of a problem. I mean, really, that's not ridiculous for the player he has been or could be. It's really not. Now, is it a lot of years? Yeah, it's seven years. It's not 11, though, and he's done by 38. So you kind of have and you create this window where he and Bryce and Turner are all kind of aligned in, in, in their their futures here in Philadelphia. So you have that. And then the part that I love the most and the part that I think the Phillies need the most is you watch the end of the postseason. And I believe the Phillies' biggest problem was they have too many hitters that chase. They are not patient enough. They are not smart enough at the plate. And they make it very easy on opposing pitchers, specifically Turner and Castellanos. They don't grind at bats enough. The only guys that grind at bats are, are Schwarber, Stott, Harper. Okay, I, I, you know, Occasionally, Bohm, and Bohm can... But Bohm also provides very little. He doesn't scare pitchers, so I, you know, I, I don't put him in that category. But Stott grinds, fouls pitches off grinds. 
Schwarber grinds. Harper grinds. They don't have enough grinders. They, they just don't have enough grinders. I think that's how you win in October. We're grinding at-bats. Watch Corey Seager in the World Series. The old Yankees back in the day. Gr- grinding at-bats. Chase Utley. Shane Victorino. They grinded at-bats out. And you do that by not swinging at bad pitches and not chasing. And you look at Mike Trout. And although we, I think we all have to acknowledge, he has slipped as years have gone on. He's not quite clearly and without a question the best player in baseball anymore. You know, now we can have that debate between Acuna and Soto and Betts and Freeman and Harper, right? There's a, there's a lot of these guys in the mix. One thing that Mike Trout has never lost is his ability to not swing at bad pitches. His chase rate, okay? That is pitches outside the strike zone. You know, in, in effect, pitches that would be balls, should be called balls, that are swung at. He only swung at 22.9% of those pitches last year. To give you some perspective on that. Now, he didn't qualify for the leaderboard because... He didn't play enough last season. He, he missed too many games. But there were 133 players that qualified for that leaderboard last year. If you plug Trout into that, he would have ranked 109. Or excuse me, I, I guess we flip it around and we go the other way. You know, the bottom being the best, and then we work our way down from there. He would have been top 25 in chase percentage in the major leagues. He does not swing at bad pitches. He never has. It is a gift. It's one that not every hitter has. It's a, it's a grinding mentality. Just to give you a little perspective on the guys that are at the top, Juan Soto is the best at it, 17.2%. He won't swing at bad pitches. Mookie Betts, great at it. Alex Spregman, great at it. Uh, Yandy Diaz, just won a silver slugger with the Rays, great at it. These are the top of the, top of the league. Brandon Nimmo, we've seen him with the Mets, great at it. Kyle Tucker, George Springer, great at it. Schwarber, great at it. Now, Schwarber swings and misses at pitches in the zone, but he doesn't swing at bad pitches. When he takes a pitch, it's a ball. He's good at that. Unfortunately, the Phillies have had two guys in their lineup, and they had two this year, and it killed them at the end, that does, are, are terrible at this. Trey Turner does it at 35.3%. That is towards the bottom of the league. But Castellanos, my goodness gracious, 42.8%. Almost every other ball that he sees, he swings at, which you're not going to do anything with those pitchers. You're going to miss them, or you're going to just, it's not going to be great contact. And those are the guys that kill you in October. Mike Trout is the guy they need to add another star to this team, to add more pop, to replace Reese Hoskins' power, to be a guy that grinds at bats, takes his walks, does not swing at bad pitches. If you tell me right now, and I, I know it's it's going to cost something in a trade, though I don't think it's going to cost a lot. I mean, I, I think it could be done for something similar to the Nolan Arenado trade to the Cardinals a few years ago, where it's like they want to get off the contract, he wants out, he'll accept a deal here, and it's, it's, it's a fair deal. You tell me right now that I could have Kyle Schrober leading off, Mike Trout hitting two, and Bryce Harper hitting three. Or if you want to hope, believe that Turner is more of, of the guy they had before last year, before he got here, and you could go Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Trout, one, two, three, four. Now, now we are cooking with gas to go win a World Series. It is risky. I know the injuries. I understand the contract. It's all there. But the Phillies have built this whole thing on risk. They took a risk with Zach Wheeler, and he stayed healthy since he got here. They took a risk on Bryce Harper, although that was a minimal risk. They took a risk on Trey Turner. I don't love the return so far, but that's what they've done. This thing has been built on risk, and it's led to back-to-back National League Championship Series. So why stop here? Let's go. Let's dive headfirst one more time into a big risk. And this time, of all the players that we've talked about, either they've landed or close to landed in the last five years, this is the best one. He's the best player. He's one of the best players in the history of baseball. I'm in. Go get Mike Trout. I got my fishing rod here. I'm going to go put on my fishing clothes. I'm in. Let's go. 
the Phillies should trade for Mike Trout. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon. I'm sure more about this Trout stuff in the Phillies offseason as we roll through. Have a great weekend. NFL picks in your feed tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening.